All right, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron with my co-host, Dr. M, today. Dr. M, it's just you and I. You ready to do this? I am ready to do this. This seems to be the perfect day for it with some uh, pretty interesting weather, at least across the Midwest. So. Yeah, you folks that live out, out on the West Coast, uh, shame on all of you. You're, you're not as hardened as us, especially this weekend. It's just gross for <laughs> spring. But at least there's baseball on TV and... Um, is tennis coming back soon? Dr. M's a big tennis fan. Uh, well, the next major is coming up uh, at the end of next month. Um, so some smaller tournaments right now. Gotcha. Um, well, we took a poll on our Twitter page, at BGB Group, for the topics you guys wanted us to cover on this Sunday's Three Count. If you're new to the program, uh, each Wednesday we hit you with a deep dive episode. Just you know, Usually it's about an hour plus. All things wrestling, mainly WWE. Um, I'm hoping to watch the New Japan um, Invasion Attack pay-per-view. They, I think it just went off the air a couple hours ago, you know, central time here. So I'm hoping to catch that. They had Naito versus um, Okada for the title in the main event. So I'd like to check that out. So maybe you'll hear me talk some New Japan in the next week or so. I'm also going to try and watch some PWG just to see what the fuss is about. Because I live in the Midwest and Los Angeles is obviously far away from here. And they don't run shows in the Midwest. But the top three topics that our followers voted on that they'd like us to cover today. We'll just go for the third place vote getter all the way to first place. Uh, so we'll build up to a climax. The um, the third place vote getter was us discussing The Undertaker's future. Now, Dr. M, they had rumors out that Undertaker had brought a lot of family into Texas. Uh, into AT&T Stadium because that's his home state. He's a huge Cowboys fan. And he was telling people, and again, he's done this in the past, that this was it. This was his last match. We saw him take off his um, fighting gloves and leave them in the ring following the conclusion of his match with Shane a week ago. I I guess it just feels anticlimactic for a character and a performer with the run The Undertaker's had to go out against Shane McMahon in a hastily thrown together, although very satisfying match. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think this is it for the dead man, or do you think he's got one more in him? Well, I certainly hope he has one more in him. Um, in part because I agree the, the Hell in a Cell match at Mania uh, this past week was very satisfying, but um, I would imagine that a match against Shane McMahon shouldn't be the last match for anyone. Um, And I still am somewhat bothered by the fact that Shane got destroyed in the match, but then somehow still got control of Raw last Monday. Selling is a dead uh, art, Dr. M. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Um, So I'd like to think that it's not his last match, although... Uh, your, your mention of him having his family there, I, I did see some pictures of uh, Michelle McCool. I think it was her Instagram, and 
lot of pictures of her and you know their kids together during WrestleMania week, and um, it, it certainly seemed like there was some indication of you know this is a special week. Um, but again, I, I would like to think he has one more match in him. And as I suggested on, I think it was our last episode, I, I'd like to, I, I'd like to see him go against, hopefully by next year's WrestleMania, a heel Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, I think that'd be a, uh, a pretty solid send off. And I would book Roman Reigns to win. I, I think that would be an interesting and, and compelling passing of the torch, so to speak. I know there are fans out there that want to see Taker and Cena, and I guess I wouldn't be upset at that match, but I just I don't see as much value out of that match as Taker kind of passing the torch to a younger guy who still has many years ahead of him in WWE. Yeah, and you know I think we all kind of wish to a certain extent that would have happened when whenever the streak ended. You know, ultimately it was two years ago now. But then again, you know, Brock Lesnar has brought a lot of value to the product, a lot of mainstream attention to the product. So maybe that was a good investment, at least for the next half a decade or so. Because I think Brock's deal, his current deal, goes to WrestleMania 34, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I agree. I'd like to see him contribute. You know, and that's it's, it's such a traditional means. You know, if you're going to go out, you're going to go out on your back and put someone over. It's not like he, not like Shane got put over there by any means. Right. Um, I always looked at the Undertaker, at least the modern day Undertaker of the last decade or so, as kind of um, kind of a cowboy, kind of a, a wily cowboy in a lot of ways. Where like you think about all those old Western movies where the hero goes out guns blazing, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately is defeated or destroyed or whatever. And yeah, I think a match with Roman Reigns would be such a fitting end to the Undertaker's career, especially if they're going to invest in Roman Reigns long term, whether as a hated babyface or as potentially the top heel in the business. Mm-hmm. If they play the cards right with this AJ Styles angle, we're going to talk a lot more about that, you know, this week on our Wednesday episode. But I agree. I think a Roman Reigns, you know, a lot of people might say, "Oh, we want to see him wrestle Kevin Owens." And yeah, I do too, but I don't think Kevin Owens is going to be put in a position as a top number one or two guy in that company moving forward for the next 10 years. I think he's going to be a great worker and a great mm-hmm. a great asset to the company and hopefully a champion at some point. But if if this Roman Reigns heel thing takes off, you know, there's very little room at the top after that for other top heels. So I, I, I agree with the way you would book it. Um, I think a match with John Cena would be very entertaining and maybe, you know, a nice feel-good moment, but ultimately it doesn't move things forward a lot. And in a company that's suffering from so much injury and so much lack of star power right now, you need to do something to move forward, as it were. Yeah, and uh, you never know also if Undertaker might compete perhaps a little bit later this year, because I think it was, I think in, in 2015 he... Was it SummerSlam? There was some other pay-per-view he competed He was at, at Hell in a Cell against Brock. Oh, and then right. he Hell tagged Cell, with, so. with Kane against the Wyatts at Survivor Series. So That's right. So he was a lot more active last year than usual. So, you know, maybe the same might happen in 2016 where he makes one or two more appearances. And that might be an opportunity for him to get in some of those additional dream matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, just never know. Yeah, for sure. Um I think, you know, I think you'll see him in Orlando regardless, whether it's 
his next or maybe last match or as a Hall of Fame induction because you got to think he's first ballot. I don't know anyone who would be a bigger name for the next Hall of Fame ceremony than The Undertaker at this point. So, yeah, I've, um, I mean, I've heard rumor is is The Rock a Hall of Famer yet? He is not. I've I, I've been hearing rumors about The Rock, um, and it seems like Florida would be a fitting place. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I agree. I think sooner rather than later, Taker is going to be headlining a Hall of Fame class, and yep. then of course we have. Daniel Bryan too, and I, I wonder when he's going to go in. Um, especially if WWE follows sort of what happened with Edge, and it wasn't very long after Edge had to hang up the boots that he got inducted. So. It was the next year. Same with Shawn Michaels. The year yeah. you guys were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I look forward to seeing what they do in Orlando next year. If if I lived closer, I would probably be there. But hopefully, you can be our correspondent in Orlando next year. If, you choose to go um the the topic that received the second place amount of votes for our three count was the intercontinental championship picture we saw Zack Ryder win and have his wrestlemania moment and celebrate with his father in the ring in dallas um in what was probably my favorite or second favorite match of the evening it was just a really great great moment great way to kick off the show and then through interference by Maurice and through antics of The Miz, he lost the title subsequently the next night on Raw, had his rematch on SmackDown, was not victorious there. Um, there's hints online that he's going to contend for that title at the next pay-per-view in Chicago, payback against The Miz. So I guess my question is, well, I guess maybe let me make a statement first. I think this is going to be a really great, mini feud for the Zack Ryder character. I hopefully it establishes him back on the main roster. Um, Cause he's a very good sympathetic, you know, lower to mid card guy that people can get behind. You saw that in Dallas, we, you know, in a match with crowd favorites, like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, to a certain extent, the fact that Zack Ryder got a huge pop over those guys in winning, that's a big deal to me. Yeah. But I, I assume and I, I think you probably would too. That the Miz is going to move forward as kind of a long time, a long term Intercontinental Champion. Maurice only makes him better. Who are some guys you'd like to see work against the Miz moving forward from here? If that if that's what you feel, or if you think I'm way off base, please by all means tell me so. Um, you know that's a good question, and I guess I'll preface that by saying that I was initially pissed on Monday when. Um, they had Zach drop the title and I mean, in, in some ways I think that was a good thing because that sort of proves that your point that Zach is, uh, a character that many fans can, can get behind, can sympathize with. And after such a feel good moment at mania to see him drop it to the Miz of all people <laughs> on, on raw was, um, was questionable. Although I'm always a supporter of the sort of face chasing the heel for the title. Mm-hmm. I think that just generally works better than the other way around. Uh, but as far as who can challenge them is, I, I do hope that, you know, Zach gets at least a, a decent feud. And because my, my concern is that, you know, yeah, maybe he will get that rematch against the Miz on a pay-per-view. And if he loses, then, I'm I'm worried that that will that will be the last we see of Zach on the main roster yeah. in consistent role for a while. Yeah, um, uh, which is unfortunate because so much of his career has been stop and go. Um, but if that does happen, then 
as far as who could challenge the Miz, um, you know, that's a good question. And it's a tough question because the mid card, especially if Kevin Owens is trying to focus sort of in the, on the world title main event picture. Now the mid card is starting to feel a little empty uh, because, you know, there's always Dolph Ziggler there. And, you know, I think we can count on Dolph to always put on a good match, but he seems at least for the time being wrapped up with Baron Corbin right now. It's a great uh, spot for Baron Corbin, by the way. I just like to throw that out there. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and yeah, I'm like racking my brain at the moment trying to think of, uh, well, there's Sami Zayn. That's who um, I thought of first, too. Yeah, and I think that would be a great choice, especially because, you know, he had his moment at the top of that ladder at Mania where he, he was touching the belt. And for a moment, I thought he was going to, to win that match. And so I think... One of the nice things about The Miz is that he can make pretty much anyone look good. Uh, Miz is a very natural heel, and I think he and Sammy would have great chemistry with each other, and the addition of Maurice can only help that. Uh, so Sammy Zayn, I guess, would be my first choice. I love, and I hope they bring this into this feud, that moment at WrestleMania where The Miz is sitting on the top of the ladder, super cocky, you know, taunting the crowd, saying, like, I'm the only one left, and then Zack Ryder pushes him off and gets the belt. For that to come full circle on Monday, and again, I really hope they bring that into this because it was really nice progression there. Uh Um, That was a great, that was really cool, and I didn't really notice that until I rewatched Mania, which took a long time because it's almost five hours long, just the main show itself on the network. Um, Yeah, I think Sami, Sami Zayn's a great choice. You know, The Miz... One thing that he's very valuable for for the company is that he's one guy who will get consistent heel reaction. It's not like people are going to do a smarky pop for The Miz like they do for Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn's a great start. I would like to see... Like, there's a lot of guys you could put up against him that aren't really at that the echelon of The Miz right now where it'd be hard for me to believe that they were contenders, you know, I don't necessarily want to see them tread that ground with Dean Ambrose again this soon. Yeah. Cause he already had uh, Cesaro, maybe Cesaro. Yeah. It could be a good spot. Um, like I'm really not a fan of the way they brought him back. If he wasn't going to win that match on Monday, it just mm-hmm. feels like more of the same, but yeah, Cesaro would be, that would be a nice dichotomy because Cesaro would get really consistent cheers and having Miz work him over until they got the heat and, had him make his comeback. I could picture those being some great matches. I mean, Cesaro can have a good match with anybody, obviously. Right. So I guess maybe those are the first two choices, and then you can kind of go from there. I think it would be really cool if The Miz, you know, went through Sami Zayn and went through Cesaro, and then maybe you brought up whoever the next babyface from NXT is after a SummerSlam or something, and they kind of, like, pop the crowd with having The Miz put the title on that guy. That could be kind of cool. Again, I don't know who that guy is, like... Some of the call-ups this week were really interesting. You can t- we'll talk. We talked a lot about that on our last episode. Why Samoa Joe wasn't called up is beyond me. By the way, I just like to throw that out there. I don't. What's left for him in NXT at this point? He jobbed exactly. it for Balor twice. Right, right. Although I guess there's value to having Samoa Joe on these NXT house shows. You know, they just did three shows this weekend. Yeah, and and it's with with the people who have gotten called up, you know, popular acts like Enzo and Cass and um, Apollo Crews, you know, uh, of course I think Triple H does need to keep 
some faces that we might want to see on the main roster in a, in NXT because um, it's gotta be incredible. They're selling tickets for these house shows. Yeah, I think Apollo could be an interesting choice to go at the Miz, but like he's clearly not ready yet. They need to establish him. I was. I agree, uh, and I, I I don't know. I would have a. I think I would just have a big problem if Apollo, who already you know got fast tracked to the main roster. If you know he's the Intercontinental Champion before someone like Zayn or, or Cesaro, I don't. I just don't know if I would agree with that. Yeah, I think, I I think Zayn and Kevin Owens are gonna crescendo all the way to Money in the Bank at this point, mm-hmm. and um, I think Kevin Owens is gonna win that Money in the Bank briefcase, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, he'd be great with that briefcase. And I think he needs to push Sami Zayn off the ladder and get it. Um, although it scares the daylights out of me to have Sami Zayn in two ladder matches within a couple months, yeah, just because I got, get so he took a beating in that Mania match. And and against Nakamura two nights before that, and right. I just want him to stay healthy because he has such an upside. Like he, yeah. in my opinion, he has more upside than any other guy, with maybe the exception of Finn Balor coming from NXT right now. Yeah, and he's a he's a true face. He like, is. There ain't I, no I one booing, booing Sami Zayn. No, because you no, saw no at Takeover, him. like everyone cheered um, simultaneously for him and Nakamura. He never got mm-hmm. booed against Nakamura. Right. I was listening to, um, while I was cleaning the house this morning, um, Jericho had Charlotte on his podcast, like right before Mania, Mm -hmm. and she was saying how a lot of people got kind of unduly frustrated with the whole Divas revolution because they weren't understanding why the Charlotte we knew in NXT wasn't the Charlotte being translated to the main roster, and same thing with the other two gals, and she said it was because it's such a totally different audience that it's going to take some time for us to find our footing there. And you saw them finally find that footing at WrestleMania moving forward. Um, and we're going to talk about the women's title picture next. But I think that same thing applies to a lot of these NXT guys. They're calling up like, you know, Tyler Breeze just hasn't clicked immediately. And that's nothing that he's doing wrong or that creative is doing wrong. Mm-hmm. He's, they're going to find a spot for him. He's too talented for them not to. Yeah. Um, my sense is that he is probably going to get repackaged. Yes. Um, the gimmick's clearly not going to work long term on the main roster capacity, which is a shame because I think it's a it's a fun, entertaining gimmick. Uh, but you know, it was it was great for NXT. But um, as you as you perfectly summed up, this is just a different audience. And um, yeah, I think he just has to do something new. Well, and, um, you look at Shawn Michaels; like he's had the same theme music, you know. Besides when they changed the vocals out from Sherry's to his. You know, he was kind of that, like, playboy, very flamboyant, very heelish, like, almost kind of Miz-like, but, like, with a little more femininity or whatever. And then he kind of evolved it to where he was still this flashy guy, but it was more about him, you know, being the DX, you know, very obnoxious character or in his latter half of his career, being this guy who was flashy, but also kind of a role model, Christian, whatever, but also just a guy who had really good matches and was respected. Like, But he, again, he still had the flashy tights, the flashy entrance. So Tyler Breeze can evolve. He just Maybe the focus doesn't always need to be on solely that he's good-looking. It can be about, I'm good-looking and I'm better than you and I want to win titles. Yeah, and, and you know what's... I know Tyler Breeze it wasn't one of our... Um, main plan topics for today but um 
I almost feel like in some ways the sort of jerk gimmick that Baron Corbin has would have been perfect as Tyler Breeze's gimmick. Um, not so much Tyler Breeze being like a biker guy, but just like just like a true jerk. And, and in some ways he is, but uh, I just think Corbin is just doing it better <laughs> than than Breeze would. And, yeah. and you know, I also I also think that ultimately Breeze will probably be at his best as part of a group. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know if on his own he's going to reach the potential that he he could as maybe a member of a group. So, you know, we'll see. I want Tyler Breeze to be in the Wyatt family, just throwing it out there. I think that would be hilarious. Wyatt family, interesting. Yeah. No, um, I agree with what you're saying about Baron Corbin. Um, I've made a lot of bold predictions that have come true lately. Some um, upset the fellow members of the podcast more than others. My most recent claim was that Charlotte would retain the title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, much to the chagrin of our our Becky Lynch and Sasha Bank marks that are on mm-hmm. this podcast, but I'll throw out another prediction here: by SummerSlam, Baron Corbin will have defeated Kalisto for the United States Championship. I think he's going to pull off the story of the mm-hmm. giant versus the little guy far better than Ryback did. Um, mm-hmm. To be fair, though, I don't think opening the pre-show in a stadium where there was delays in getting people entered into the building. Mm-hmm. And we ranted about that two episodes ago on our WrestleMania review. Um, I don't think they were given a proper platform to complete that story. Um, I think right. Baron Corbin's going to take that title. And I think I would love, I would to, love to see when John actually. Cena comes back for John Cena to go at Baron Corbin for a short little thing. Yeah, I I, I like that prediction a lot. And it it seems like Baron Corbin, and I think deservedly so, is in line for quite the strong push this year and and into next year. And I can't wait to see how he develops. I, I thought it was such a good move to have him win the, the Andre battle Royal Mm -hmm. at mania. It was nice to see someone fresh and then to immediately get put with a great worker like Ziggler on raw and to, to come out of that looking strong. Um, I I just love what they're doing with Corbin and I, I, I can't wait to see, um, what he does the rest of this year and into 2017. Yeah, he, I mean, there's it's not a mistake that he won that battle royal. There's obviously plans for him if they put mm-hmm. him in such a big. I mean, he you know Shaq job to Baron Corbin. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be clear about that Shaq job yeah. to him. Um, let's move on to topic number three, and it's t- I'm I'm glad we went off on tangents because you know what, Doctor M, it's our show and we can do what we want. So if we're gonna go on mm-hmm. side tangents, we're gonna do that. Um, the women's title picture, it looks like uh, Natalia, based on the events of this week in WWE programming, is the next contender mm-hmm. to that title. Um, Becky Lynch, doesn't she have some sort of side feud going with somebody? I, I haven't watched all of SmackDown yet, but did she start something with someone else? She started something with Emma on SmackDown. Great! Uh, I love Emma! I do too, and I... So I have to say I... I think the the women's division is is on a roll right now, really. Um, you know, the new titles certainly added a nice spark, and um, I'm never going to complain about a Natty Charlotte feud. Uh, you know, whenever they're in the ring together, they they put on excellent matches, and uh, I, I appreciate any time Natty is getting some extended attention because with you know so many younger women coming onto the roster, um, Natty has more often than not been sort of put on pushed to the side or on the back burner, however you want to think about it. 
So I think Natty can only make Charlotte better, and mm-hmm. Charlotte's already quite good. Um, so I'm happy with that. And yeah, Emma and and Becky had uh, a little run in on SmackDown, and I can't wait for that feud. And I, I hope it's it's something substantive because both those women can can obviously work. And I just love the idea of there being multiple women's feuds happening at the same time. And yeah. You know, not just the title feud and all the other women are just backstage. Uh, so I'm, I'm in full support of that. Well, I think we saw that that can be successful at Payback when they had the they had the tag match with Sasha and Becky against Team Bad. And then I feel like there was another, like Charlotte wrestled someone on that show. Um, she did, and I, I, I can't remember who. Was it? it was Brie. It was Brie Bella. That's who it was. Um, and I thought both of those matches were very were very well done. People had their gripes about that title match on the podcast, from what I remember. But I remember it being fun. And then they started the whole angle for WrestleMania right after that. Um, so we've seen that they can be successful doing that. And I would almost beg for a third Divas feud. I would just like to see them start doing something with Paige again because I think she's such a natural threat to that title against Charlotte moving forward also. Until we get Sasha and Charlotte one-on-one, which you know is coming. Yeah, and that was another thing I was going to mention. I like that, at least for the time being, Sasha seems to be... It seems like they're moving her away from the title at the moment. Is she injured? Um, You know, I don't know, because I I read somewhere that she posted something about being in a hospital or going to a hospital. Um, So I have no idea. I mean, she competed on Raw, and maybe she picked up an injury there. Yeah, she um, wrestled Summer Ray, right? Summer Rae, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I have no idea, but I think it's again a good move to have her away from the title for a while, um, because quite honestly, at Mania, I thought Becky Lynch outworked both girls in that match. Uh, I mean, the whole match was great. That that uh, moonsault by Charlotte though was yeah, a spectacle. No, was but awesome. no, I, the Becky's great, man, and. Some of the outfits she wore that weekend that were on social media, I think she's uh, making a claim to the fact that she can also be a very attractive face mm-hmm. for that company. I, I don't say that in jest or in ridicule. I think that she was looked at as a third wheel in that match, and she came out not looking like the third wheel. And that's Absolutely. a credit to her. Um, she's a tremendous talent. And I wonder if it's going to take her turning heel to really get some footing as a uh, contender. Because there's just so many beloved baby faces currently. I would almost say that Natty is more worldwide beloved as a baby face just because she's been in our homes for so long mm-hmm. with the Total Divas thing behind her, too, than Becky Lynch. But I think Becky's. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, someone had to be Divas champion after Nikki, and Charlotte was in the best position to do that. But yeah. like I said, I think once Bailey comes up, and wins the title against the heel Sasha Banks at WrestleMania next year. And I'm predicting that right now, too. That's game over, man. She's female John Cena, like has been reported. Mm-hmm. It's, it's game over after that. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And, you know, Bailey's another person I, I just wonder about in terms of her gimmick. I, I just wonder how her gimmick would translate to the main roster. See, I think it's going to be perfect. I think, I think there's absolutely, I think it's main roster ready to a lot of degrees. I do. I do too, especially, you know, with so many, you know, children as fans of Mm -hmm. WWE now, you know, I, I don't know. I just, 
I, I hope you're right. I want it. I, I think that gimmick should do well on a bigger stage. But, you know, with, with so many NXT people kind of not not having that success when they when they came up, I just I hope that's not the case for Bailey because. But but then again, you know, we saw so many grown men in Dallas wearing Bailey's T-shirt. So mm-hmm. uh, it seems like, you know what, she's probably going to be fine on the main roster. Well, and uh, But you're right. Once she comes up, I think it is game over. And um, I think for probably the first time, WWE's women's division is outshining um, TNA's knockouts division because for no many years that was just not the case. And I've heard they've had their eye on a lot of people from Shimmer and other places. They're fully ready to restock that NXT brand and continue mm-hmm. that momentum. Yeah, indeed. I would like to see the women's division have some of the same kind of um, tradition uh, opportunities. And by that, I mean, like, maybe have a smaller version of the Royal Rumble. I don't think that the roster is deep enough to have 30 women. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't think it's not that I don't think they deserve it. I just don't think that there's enough bodies to do that. Yeah. We talked about a Money in the Bank ladder match. I think one with maybe four or five gals would be really cool. I do too. Um, I would like to see maybe a Queen of the Ring tournament mm-hmm. happen. Oh, that'd be great. And I think that would be a really nice way to put a Becky Lynch. You know, on that next um, that next step, like we talked about, have her be the first ever queen of the ring. Uh, maybe have a maybe have a women's championship title shot as the prize for that tournament. Um, just things yeah, like that, I, I think, are just going to be nice steps in the right direction. I agree, and I I imagine a lot of that is going to ride on how successful this upcoming global cruiserweight series is mm-hmm. in terms of this just a really interesting tournament style. And by the way, I think it's going to be a hit. I'm just, Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's so many, there's so much potential now with this women's division. And, um, just on Twitter over WrestleMania week, I happened to notice that, um, a couple women that many fans might be familiar with, uh, velvet sky, who is, girlfriend of uh, Bubba Ray Dudley she was at the Hall of Fame um, even though as I, at least as I understand it she's still contracted with TNA and there's no question that uh, at least Bubba Dudley has, has said several times that he thinks Velvet would be great in WWE and I think many mm-hmm. of her fans are clamoring for that I want Angelina um, Love too I've always liked her <laughs> yeah and she actually Angelina Love actually posted on her Twitter I think on WrestleMania day, because um, she just had a child, so she's not active right now, but um, you know, she was wishing good luck to everyone competing at mania. And she noted that being at mania is still a goal of hers. And so I wouldn't be shocked if we see her pop up in WWE within the next year or two. I mean, uh, those are those just, yeah, if we get experienced wrestlers like that, plus, you know, bring up some some new talent that was that's developed at the performance center uh i think the sky's the limit for this women's division i think velvet sky and angelina love should go to nxt and fill some spaces that were left there like angelina love versus oscar come on i'm not saying it would be the prettiest match but i think it would be the so fun Mm -hmm. who's the knockouts champion is it jade right now uh yeah i believe it's jade and 
Um, I, I, I'm quite, I'm a big fan of Jade, um, from ma- mainly from her indie days as uh, Mia Yim. And I think, I think that was an opportunity lost by WWE because she, she competed in NXT. She was on one of their episodes. Really? Many months ago. Yeah. Really? And wow. Jobbed to Charlotte in like three minutes, uh, which I thought was a shame. Oh, yeah. she's much better than that. I remember that now, uh, yeah. But, um... So, I mean, good for her that she has risen to the top uh, at TNA, and I just I just think that was a huge missed opportunity by WWE, but you never know. She might find her way mm-hmm. um, to the E in, in a couple years or so herself. Sure. Um, so I guess let's end the, the women's division talk with this. Um, Charlotte, do you see her retaining ultimately in this feud with Natty? Absolutely. Um you don't think they'd hot shot it off onto Natty and then put it back on Charlotte to get more? You know, heat? and I was just gonna say that I I could easily see Natty like picking up a a surprise win with like a roll up or something, and and Charlotte wins it back. Zack Ryder treatment yep. where she wins it on a pay per view and then loses it again the next night. Um, but ultimately, I I see Charlotte kind of at the top of the division at least through the summer. Yep, um, and then things might start changing up a bit come fall. But I can easily see a a nice sort of surprise natty win at some point. I mean, I think it would be, honestly, I think it's the best way to go because we saw their classic match at the first takeover for that NXT Mm -hmm. Women's Championship that was vacated. Um, We saw them on Roblox about six weeks ago, give or take, maybe a little Mm -hmm. less. No, I guess it's less than that. Everyone expects Natty to lose because that's what's happened every time they've locked up. It would be really, right. really nice to see. Well, I guess didn't Natty beat her on Raw in like some random quick match when Charlotte hadn't even really debuted yet? Um, I, I don't know. I don't remember. It was a that. really. It was way before the Divas Revolution thing started. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyways, I think, like you said, it would be a nice moment, and then to have Charlotte snatch it right back. And be and she could start claiming herself as a two-time women's champion. Mm-hmm. I think that's only going to make her heel run better. I agree, and, and you know it would also be a feel-good story for Natty in mm-hmm. the sense that Natty sort of came into prominence right at the end of sort of that this sort of last generation, yeah, um, of women. Because when she came up, you know, Mickey James was still around, Victoria was still around, Trish, Michelle McCool, Beth Phoenix, like. And, you know, now we're moving into just a new, new, younger group of women. And so Natty is kind of straddling two eras right now. And in some ways, I think it would be a feel-good story for her to get one last run, even if it's short, but one last moment to hold the women's title before WWE fully commits to this younger group. Yeah, and she deserves it, you know, mm-hmm. just to kind of to add that on. She really deserves it because... You know, I'm not. I don't know how hands-on she is with the these new talent. You see what you see on Total Divas, but that kind of is what it is. But Lord knows, like you said, she's paved the way before all these girls now, and as a definitely kind of a a mentor figure to them in a lot of ways, just based on what I see in here. So, like like you said, I think it's it would be a really nice moment, and that's who I will be cheering for when we watch Payback here in a couple weeks. Indeed. Well, we talked um, a lot about some of the title situations in WWE, about The Undertaker, 
Um, I guess this week we're going to kind of have to see what happens on Raw. That AJ, I'm just going to say this now, that AJ and Roman thing, I think I said this on the last episode, that has the potential to be really, really, really good. I I completely agree. I think that feud has money written all over it. I mean, you have an ultimate face and AJ against um, someone who seems to be on, on, on his, in that transition mode to heal. And I mean, fans already love to boo him. And so I, I think, I think this can be, this has the potential to be one of the better feuds of 2016, mm-hmm. especially if it's given time to evolve. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this feud. And Oh my gosh, I if if I could fantasy book it, you have Roman go over at payback. The next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank, right? Maybe do maybe Roman wins in some uh some not not so clean type of a way to where AJ has claim to another title shot. So you do that at Money in the Bank in June in Las Vegas um is where that's taking place. What if you put AJ over there and then Money in the Bank winner uh, earlier in the evening, Kevin Owens comes out and cashes in just to kind of like break that whole thing up a little bit because, you know, a lot of Roman Reigns too soon might be a little bit caustic to the general viewing audience. And then you had Roman get it back and then maybe a triple threat type of situation at SummerSlam. You know, that's interesting because I honestly, I would be shocked if Vince McMahon ever let that WWE title get to AJ Styles. Not that I don't think Vince likes AJ Styles, but I think there's just such a good thing happening with Roman right now that I would I would push that for as much as I could. And yeah, you're right. There is the risk of sort of too much Roman at one time. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, I think that was far riskier when WWE was trying to make him, you know, the ultimate face, the next Cena. But now as this sort of arrogant arrogant-esque, at least right now, um, type of figure, I think the more Roman, the better right now. And if you can sort of continue to build that arrogance and start to insert sort of heel tactics here and there, I mean, he he can easily become one of the better heels, like true heels WWE has seen in some time. And so, of course, I would love to see AJ hold the belt at some point. I think it would be a nice um, sort of climax to his career. Yeah, but I would be shocked if it happened right now with at least what what the potential is looking at, like with Roman. Well, I would be shocked too, but I would be equally shocked if they put it on him and then had Roman just you know the Kevin Owens thing is just I just want the best for Kevin Owens. I'm just oh, going to sure, say that. Sure. But um, what if you just had Roman just tee off on him and mm-hmm. throw a fit? Because like. I guess my whole thing too is, you know, who's more over than AJ Styles in that company right now? That's a good point. He's the number one babyface in that company because Roman was supposed to be, but he's not. And by default, AJ has become the number one babyface in a few short months. And that's mm-hmm. a credit to just the amount of work he put in before he even got there. Like, like I said, who's more over than AJ Styles? Something to look for. We'll talk more about that on Wednesday. Um, this is the big old belt wrestling podcast. Um, if you missed any of our programming when we were live as a crew in Dallas, you can check out our ring of honor, super card of honor review. You can check out our NXT takeover Dallas review, our WrestleMania review. All were reviewed after being there in attendance live in person. And, um, 
yeah, check out any of our past episodes. Uh, we've been putting them all up on SoundCloud, or you can subscribe on iTunes. We'll be on Google Play as soon as Google Play starts um, making their podcast market available. It's supposed to be happening in the coming months or maybe weeks, who knows, but we are set to be featured on Google Play as soon as that happens, as soon as their podcast market opens. We're approved and ready to go there. So uh, support the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, retweet. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And uh, we'll put up another – the poll thing worked out well today, Dr. M. I think we'll have to put out another poll for our three count to see what the people want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interested to s- It'll be interesting to see, especially after Raw tomorrow night, uh, what what folks are interested in. Yeah, and we also have Nakamura's debut on the NXT Network product, you know, the TV show product this Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I'm sure something, some other things will come up here and there. And like I said, I'd love to talk some New Japan uh, Invasion Attack if I can get that watched in the next week. And I know Two Chains, another avid New Japan guy, will hopefully be on the lookout for that too. So. Uh, For Dr. M, this is Aaron with the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll get you guys on Wednesday. Have a great day.